Welcome back to the Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast. We're back. We're quarantined. Jake is here. Patrick's here. Justine is here. John is here. Welcome back, guys. How's everybody doing? Bueno. I just enjoyed some Jack in the Box tacos. We know. We heard it. (laughs) How did it sound? Every every last bite. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't eat. It sounded delicious. That's why we don't eat on the show, guys. See, that's why. That's what happens. (laughs) We know why. (laughs) No seeds. Let me me crack open a bag of chips. Hold Mm -hmm. on. Mm, veggie straws. You should have some veggie straws. Yum. I like to snack uh, on veggie straws while I'm playing Call of Duty. My teammates love it. Mm. It's my favorite thing to do. Oh, you leave your mic on? Just, oh. just mute. Be a gentleman, you animal. Right in there, dude. Right in there. That way you can't hear the other <laughs> guys coming damn. around the corner. Uh, what's going on, you guys? Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? We're, you guys are fighting the uh, we're we're fighting this virus all together, guys. We're fighting it all together. Mm. We're all in this together, guys. Right? Sure doesn't feel like it. No, 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 no. Yeah, sure, it, yeah, sure it just feels like everybody's basically in it for themselves, and it's just a big fuck yeah. you to me. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. We're all in this together. The people that are you know pushing to get the kids back in school and everything they they have they have nothing but your best interest at heart. They have nothing but the best interest mm. of the teachers and and all of the school support staff that have to be there. They have nothing but the best uh, their best interest mm. best interest at heart. I just want you to know that, yep. okay? Mm-hmm. Just like all the people. It feels like it feels like uh, Mad Max. It feels like the uh, <laughs> the prelude to Mad Max. Guys. Everybody, everybody for themselves. It's not like that at all, John. We're just fighting for our freedoms. If we don't want to wear a mask, well, you know. I wasn't trying to live forever, I guess. Nope. <laughs> yep. You're not allowed. As good a day as any. You want to live forever? You're not allowed. What's that from? You want to live forever? <laughs> yeah, what oh, is that? God, I never remember. Not today. If you know what the answer hey, who is. Who was that? If you want to know, if you want to know the if you know the answer to that question, please uh, hit us up on Twitter at Sue Complex S O U P S O U P Complex S O U P Complex. How's everybody doing, Patrick? I know what that is. That's going to drive me crazy. You want to live forever? Like I can picture him saying it. Google it. Picture him saying it. Google it. I want to live, Clarence. Starship Troopers. Yep, that's it. Starship Troopers, baby. That's it, my man. Thank God. I remember mm. that scene. You want to live forever? Shout out to our friend, mm. uh, Colonel Alicia, uh, also known as Sergeant Gillespie. Gets taken up to the top of the of the hill by the flying bug and then shot by Michael Ironside. How about that? Got to get him on the, the podcast. The bug day. is a dead bug. We got to get him on the podcast. I want, him, I want him to tell stories about making that movie. That is, He has some good stories. Uh, being out in the South Dakota. When we watch Starship Troopers, we can call him Yeah, up. we'll call him up. Well, that'll be our first tie-in. It'll be great, man. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Patrick, you just had a... That's like the movie to do it with. Right? Patrick, you just had a birthday, man. How do you feel? Yeah, I'm 29. I feel normal. Oh, 29. Dude, you're, you're 29? <laughs> I'm 20. Wow. You're but a... You're but a mere babe. So old. Yeah, twenty nine. <laughs> and uh, Justine, how old are you again? Thirty four. Dang, robbing the cradle, dating a guy in his twenties. Are you the envy? <laughs> no, I'm not. Are you the envy of all your girlfriends? Do you guys all get around and they all like make fun of you? Like, oh. Well, I I was getting something young and new, but he's all old and broken. He's not even thirty yet. <laughs> He's not even 30. Yeah, well, he's like, oh, my back. Oh, this. It's like, oh, okay, great. Well, first of all, like, first of all, he's a hard worker. Like getting something new. First of all, Patrick works hard, and he's a hard worker. Second of all, it doesn't go anywhere without a knife, so that's cool. And third of all, you know, <laughs> why don't you go easy on him so his back doesn't hurt all the time? Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, come on. I mean, I, I think- need water. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't if, if you haven't seen it yet, Patrick did some fantastic artwork for our friends over at the Home Video Hustle. That was grade A work, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Looks amazing. Looks really great, and uh, it is going to be. It. Apparently, glad. it's going to be on a T-shirt. They're going to throw it up on T Public. So, 
Uh, if you go to um, Brent's uh, uh, the 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 Twitter there uh, at HVH Podcast, um, you can see the artwork. It's fantastic. Really good job, Patrick. Well done, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to refresh their logo since ours is perfect as it is. Yeah, I know with my fat face. Go. My stupid fat face. There w- it's not fat. <clears throat> you look beautiful, and you're the voice of the show. So of course you had to be the. I want. I want some kind of thing. Where I want us all on there. I want. I want us all represented. Everybody on the. You know. I want it like. I would be cool. Like a. Like you know. So like you- a. Like a Marvel poster. You have everybody's face, and then on the bottom you have like Sandy and people that kind of come in once in a while. You know, like Renee's on there. You know, Sandy, like, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we do that. That would be You're trying cool. to kill me. That's all I know. You're trying to kill me. You're trying to fucking kill me. Like, that, and I don't, yeah, no, I don't like stylized. I like hyper-realistic. So yeah, I, like I, hyper-realistic. I want a real, I want a real Alex yeah, yeah. Ross feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That no. looks like what? That's like six faces. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, that's Alex like Ross seven. <laughs> Yeah, and I like. I want to see every pore. I want to see every pore on my face. No, actually, um, I really like the. I'll just. I'll, um, I'll draw one big one for you, Jake. Okay, thanks. A giant pore. Just one big Perfect. pore. Um, I'm trying to giant pore. One dot. Actually, I honestly really did like the uh, the how stylized the one you did for Home Video Hustle was. That was really cool. Yeah, it was a new style for me, actually, so it was kind of fun to explore it and kind of figure it out, and it worked out really well. I was surprised, because it really captures, like, Brent and PJ pretty well, although nobody thinks that PJ never smiles, like, he's always smiling, which is true, but um, it was good for a laugh. But I think for the for that, for that shirt, I feel like that really captured the essence of that show, so... Yeah, yeah, like, it's it, it was very much trying to capture the style of them as best I could. Yeah, I said for that shirt. I meant that logo. I meant that logo really captured the style of that show. I know what you meant. Uh, I have a little bit of a <clears throat> of a cough. Let's not get too worried about it, but I do have one. <clears throat> so yeah, I know. Um, but everybody else is doing well. I know everybody's been working hard, and things are getting crazier and crazier out there. Um, cases numbers are going mm-hmm. up, but I want to make sure you guys are all taking care of yourselves and still taking this thing very seriously. Christine and I. Justine and I did the Rona test for the audience, so they don't have to. Uh, no. But please get tested. <laughs> I have a test coming. Uh, it was an experience, like they, so. Go I'm, ahead. A, I'm a preppy for it right now, Mario. You ready? I'm, I'm, so what you're gonna do mm-hmm. is you're gonna you're gonna get a six inch swab. Mm-hmm. It's not a cotton swab because it's thinner. It's like a a litmus strip on okay. one end. Got and it. Stick, mm-hmm. and you're gonna shove four inches of that stick up one nostril. Mm-hmm. Nice. All the way. Mm-hmm. There's a little stop, so you know when to stop. Mm-hmm. And then you have to twist it clockwise twice. Mm-hmm. And then you have to sit there for 15 seconds while she counts down one, two, three, <laughs> all the way to 15. Uh-huh. It doesn't hurt. It's uncomfortable. It's a very strange sensation. Uh, I've heard it's equivalent to getting a, a tube put in your nose. Okay. Uh, for, like, you know, being all that fun stuff. And then. After the 15 seconds, you take it out and you stick it in the other nostril. <laughs> <laughs> she said so by that, all by of that. that. Time, by that time, you're used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you already know what to expect. So you don't cry the second time. You just cry like a bitch the first time. <laughs> yeah, immediately, immediately. As soon as Immediate you hit the stop, just tears, tears everywhere. <laughs> But everywhere, and I was like, I can't stop. I'm so sorry. But I think I was just like, I was yelled at me. Like I was, she yelled at you. Yeah, she was like, you need to stick it in further on the other one. I don't want to make you come back and make another appointment. And she was really mad at me. I was like, okay, or like put it up the other one with tears. Oh, they don't do it to you. You matter. Where did you get this done? We did it at CBS. Uh, CBS does it for free. It's all self-testing now, for the most part. It's extremely rare for somebody to do it to you. Oh, okay. I'm going to actually... Because uh, they... I, well, I'm going to an urgent care clinic, so so I think I'm going to get... The, you'll still... I guarantee you'll probably still do it yourself, because they don't want to interact the, with any part you, of your body like I'm that. sure. I'm sure, yeah. How do you know when but, to stop? Know, it's fun. Uh, Enjoy. How do I know when to stop so it doesn't uh, go in my brain? Huh? 
there's a there's a stop on the stick. She sees it. Yeah. So she saw mine wasn't all the way in, and I tried to hide it with my finger that it was all the way in. <laughs> she was like, nope, keep going farther. Oh. I wonder if she yelled at you. You're trying to hide shit. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense Come on now. now. Yeah. Well, I she's like, rotate it twice. She said to rotate it twice, I rotated once, and then I tried to hide it that I didn't rotate it the second time. I was crying, and I didn't like it. So when I was doing it, the girl who was giving me my directions, as she was counting, she gets to like 12 and she starts laughing and then I start laughing because we're both laughing about the fact that it's taking so long to count this damn number out and it just makes it so much worse. Um, it only hurts when you laugh. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes Sunday. I'm, so, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Um, if you don't want to shove things up your nose, guys, wear a mask in public, maintain social distancing and pay the fuck home. Yeah. Well, we do that. Yeah, but we have to work. You made it sound like, oh, yay! Or, or just. But you're around people that got it, right? You're around people that got it at work, right? Yeah, we had positive, so I went and got tested Hmm. to make sure I was okay. And then I told Patrick I will come up early in the morning. I'm like, hey, I can book you. There's another available time. Dude, I had no luck getting the CVS appointment. Um, How did you? How early did you? CVS was hard. Yeah, I tried like three days in a row and um, I couldn't get it. I tried it to, yeah, I did it about three days in a row. When I did it on a Saturday, it showed me, it shows you the day of and the next day. But on Saturday, it showed me Saturday, Sunday, and Monday showed up. And that's how I booked it for Monday. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? I didn't even, um, I didn't even try did Saturday around, because it was I a holiday. It was around it was around yeah. 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Oh, that I did it. No wonder. And then I woke Patrick up. and So you have you have eight minutes to fill out the form. Mm-hmm. And in that eight minutes, about two hours of um, two hours of appointments got filled up, and I had to get Patrick's in there. Hers was at noon. Mine was at three. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> well, at least, you, you know, know what? Exciting update, guys. Next week, we'll have results for you. Yeah, mine will, mine will take about a week. Okay, uh, okay. I keep getting <clears> – <throat> at the start of this whole thing, I got this weird little cough that I chalked up to allergies. And I called my doctor. My, at the, it was early on. And they were saving all the tests for you know healthcare workers. So my doctor mm-hmm. just uh, – I didn't have any other symptoms, so he put me on allergy meds. And um, that seemed to work. And just this last week, right after we did the podcast the next day, it kinda, I kind of had a relapse of it. And I started taking a lot of yeah, uh, allergy medicine, but the damn allergy medicine this time really knocked me on my ass. Like I was really drowsy, and I knew it was the medication. You know, there's a there's a feeling you get when you're on on meds that you know, and they they kind of do that to you. You know, so I knew I just wasn't. So I had to cut the. Well, yeah. I had to not take the medicine for two days in a row, and I'm actually feeling better. But now the cough is still lingering. So. So there's you can get a non drowsy, non medical grade over the counter uh, allergy medicine. I think it's Larizite or Tex or something um, that helped perfectly for me, and I was having the same problem. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, because I it was um I was on Claritin and I used it before and I didn't have that side effect, and for some reason this time it really, really, really did me dirty. I was I was not I was out of it. Like one, I think Monday, I just was so drowsy all day. But it was like that. It wasn't like a sick drowsy. It was like, oh, I'm I'm drugged. You know, uh, this is medicine. That's yeah. Good. So this is high. Mm-hmm. Not a fun feeling, especially when you're feeling. when you're trying to be a high energy podcast host. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Let's talk about it, guys. Speaking of high energy, guys, we had a great digital movie club this you week. You are high energy. You you put me on. We're doing the late yeah. record today. I feel like I need to carry everybody on my shoulders. You know what I mean? Justine just got out of work. Let's She's upset. These movies. Let's go. She had a swab up her nose. John Sandy always brings yeah. the thunder. Uh, did you guys watch Hamilton? Yep. No, not no. yet. It's on my list. Okay. I, I wanted to prioritize my you know responsibilities of the digital movie club and yeah. didn't watch anything for enjoyment or pleasure. I did work. You know, well, the movies that you watch were for enjoyment and pleasure, so just keep that in mind. Not uh, exactly. <laughs> what, what does that mean? What, we'll does that, what does that mean? It's for your pleasure, not ours. What, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I will not have you besmirch any work 
by the great <laughs> by any of the great cast of SCTV. All right, this is <laughs> hey hey, don't be a hoser. Yeah, take off a. Eh? Um, How was Hamilton? How was Hamilton? Well, let me tell you something. If you, I feel, I think it was a, I think it was really good. It was well done. It was, it was great to see the original cast. I uh, had a couple of problems with it in that I was so used to listening to the cast recording, the original cast recording. Didn't bother me as much when I saw it live, but there were a few changes. You know, you you hear something over. It's just like seeing a band live, right? You know, they're going to yeah. play my favorites. They're going to play my favorites. Uh-oh, we, we lost somebody. Who did we lose? Testing. Okay. <clears throat> Let me get her another invite here real quick. Yeah. Did the lack of profanity bug you? No, no, no. They're still, it's very profane. They just cut out the F word. They just cut it out. They didn't really cut it out. They just bleeped it. But, uh, mm. I mean, it's great, to, it's, it's great to watch uh, a Disney movie where the, fir- where the first... Uh, Words are, you know, a bastard and son of a whore. You know, it's right on. It's right there on. It's always good. Right there on uh, on on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> fantastic. It, it was really well done. Uh, I feel bad for somebody that if this is, you know, you miss a lot not seeing it live. And I'm not trying to brag because I saw it live. I was very lucky to see it live. But yeah, if, if you if this is your first time watching it, you may miss a little something because it's hard to capture. The energy of a live performance, you know, on, mm. on, you know, it, uh, <clears throat> it kind of sounds like you're bragging, but it's very, it's, <laughs> it's very well done, and uh, some of the performances are just amazing. So uh, definitely check it out. Um, I, I was, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed. It. We watched yes. that on Fourth of July. I will watch it. I didn't celebrate this holiday. Well. We watched it for Fourth of July, and I thought it was a, like a nice little subversive way. And then we watched uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I totally forgot has a scene where Mila Mila Kunis says uh, "Happy Fourth of July" because he goes to a luau on Fourth of July. Uh, Jake, is your cat named for Mila Jovovich or Mila Kunis? Mila Kunis, obviously. Oh, okay. Right. Well, wow. he, he sent you another invite. Okay. Yeah, she's. Uh, I just watched that again, and she's absolutely lovely in that movie and charming. Uh, that's mm-hmm. just a great, uh, fun little comedy uh, with the great, uh, the great uh, Kristen Bell as well. So uh, check that out. Put that on your list. I don't know where that falls for you. I don't Thank know if that's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, guys. Let's. Uh, well, as soon as Justine back gets back, we're going to talk about these fantastic movies. John sounds like he didn't have a good time this week. I love that that's happening. I love that this is happening. I love that people are having, you know, it's been it's been a smooth ride up until now. And you know, now it's not. And it has not been anywhere near a smooth ride. No, f- for John it has. I'm back. Hi. Come in. Hi Justine. <clears throat> Come in. Hi. For, oh, hi. For uh, oh, hi, hi. hi guys. Hi, sorry. Can I can I sit right here? Is this okay? Yeah, come on down here. Let's have a seat right here. there. Yeah, yeah. Have a seat. Mm, no, no. Have a seat. We're about to talk uh, about the digital movie club. Get very oh, nice. Get very excited. Time. Uh yeah. Um yeah, so we were just saying that John's had a pretty smooth run of it up until the eighties. This is like the only time he's really started to have you know a couple bad weeks you know the rest of us have had well the rest of you i'll, I'll my i will say again my taste is impeccable but uh <clears throat> um yeah no what, what do you mean you know but uh yeah what i didn't say nothing cool no it's fantastic <laughs> so john's really had a couple of weeks where you know we had to make we made him watch howard the duck obviously you know justine and her humphrey bogart troubles you have uh <laughs> you you have patrick and his steve hatred for steve martin that uh, keeps rearing its head, and Jake's had a pretty good run yeah. of it, though. <clears throat> I, I think Jake and John have come this through this relatively unscathed up until we hit the '80s, and now uh, mm-hmm. now poor John is suffering some trauma. So we're going to get into that today. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Uh, we hit him with uh, we hit him with uh, Howard the Duck last week, but uh, you know the the good times are coming back, John. You see what's coming in the in the next few weeks. So oh, you got some real you got some real winners coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't worry. There'll be a clunker yeah. or two in there, too. But it's okay. Fucking A. Some winners. Don't forget, we have the Fast and the Furious movies waiting for us when we hit the 2000s. So just uh, just remember that. Uh, yeah. I've never oh, seen any yeah. of them. I like to keep it that way. Uh, <clears throat> I did, too. I hated them. And then uh, they they ended up in my collection because I brought my I bought my brother the complete set. 
and they had the digital copy, and he wasn't going to use it, so I threw him on. I was like, yeah, what the hell? And uh, <laughs> boy, those are not good movies, but uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. You know, um, like Patrick, I have not seen any of them, although I did go see Hobbs and Shaw. And you loved it. Uh, uh, that was a kick, but I don't know. I don't know about the other eight or nine. I don't, are, they, are they worth worth sitting through? No, not at all. But we're going to do it because that's what we're <laughs> <clears throat> that's we, we do f- it for the audience, John. We, we do it for the I yeah, We do it for the we, and let's some, do it for Johnny. That's do it, it for Johnny. Do it for Johnny, man. All right. Uh, no, yeah. do since, it for Pony Boy. Since it's your birthday, uh, Patrick, we're going to first of all, we got to sing Happy Birthday to Patrick. We didn't even sing happy birthday okay. to him. Are you ready? Here we go. Happy you don't have to. Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> I liked your guys' first rendition better. Uh, yeah, because I started getting in sync and threw me off. Because I wasn't singing. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, guys. Happy birthday, Patrick. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here's to 29, 29 great, more great years. You got yeah. your whole life ahead of you. Yeah, man. We just got to get you out of this relationship, and then you'll be on your way. Um, <laughs> it's not too late. All right, guys. Let's talk about it. It's never too late. Digital Movie Club. Yantan, yantan, kirrantan. Guys, she does a great job. Good job, Justine. You know, this week that that theme should have been "Oh Canada." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Apologies to the what were they? Apologies to the what were they thinking podcast? That's the only. That's the only part of that song you know. Oh Canada! You know, I'm a little offended. We didn't see any moose, any maple syrup, <laughs> like. The fuck's going on here? Guys? You got to see the real Canada. Yeah, where's those maple? Where are those maple leaves there? Eh? You got to see the mean streets of Toronto. Is what you got to see. Oh yeah. Uh, which of these oh, do you yeah. want to tackle first, you guys? Good time there, bud. Oh yeah. Which uh, Which would you like to uh, tackle first, guys? You want to do Strange Brew or do you want to do Armed and Dangerous? I think we should start with Armed and Dangerous and finish with Strange Brew. Okay. Brewer. Perfect. Perfect. Armed so Dangerous. Speaking Canadian accents. Armed oh, Dangerous, starring <laughs> starring uh, John Candy, Eugene Levy, and a lovely young uh, Meg Ryan. That with, was a mm-hmm. surprise. With kind of ramenish hair, surprised. kind of a kind of a young and, Justin Timberlake hairdo going on in this one. Uh, and you get happy birthday Robert to me, Loja. Yeah, the great Robert Loja. Uh, and Kenneth McMillan. Let's talk about it, buddy. Let's talk about it. Go right ahead. Uh, Patrick, why don't you it give is, us the breakdown this of this 1986 one hour and 28 PG-13 film was rated 5.7 on IMDb, 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> August 15th, 1986, directed by Mark L. Lester. The budget was 12 million U.S. dollars, grossing a whopping barely 15.9 million dollars worldwide. It made its money back. It made it's money and a little bit of change. I'll tell you what, what before we get into it, I want to know, I'm going to I have a theory as to why this movie doesn't work as well as it should and I'm going to I'm going to I won't say it, but with somebody it'll be like the secret word. If you guys say it, I'll 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 chime in, but I do have a reason why I think this movie doesn't work as well as it could. But uh let's let's go with let's start with just I have a theory. You do, John. Okay. Well, when we get to you, let's see it, and I'll see if it. Okay. We'll see if it matches up. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Justine, let's start with you. Uh, let's talk about it. What did you think? Armed and dangerous. 
Justine. Mm, I like John Candy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. I don't know him as a uh, what's his name? Uh, Levy. Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. Him as a lead. I don't know, but I guess it's a Canadian film. <laughs> I don't no, it's know. Not. It's not a Canadian. It's film. an American film. Well, sure, sure it is. And originally, it was a vehicle for. It was one of the many projects that Dan Aykroyd, I believe, and John Belushi were looking at doing before John Belushi passed away. You know, there was like a bunch of these in the pipeline. It was a lesser one, but I believe it was originally supposed to be Belushi and Aykroyd in the roles as the security guards. I believe. Hmm. I believe. Could be I one. didn't see like the chemistry between the two of them. Which is strange because they were on SCTV together for years. Yeah. And, and they do have I get, great like, chemistry. They know each other. I've yeah. seen them like have interviews and they, he talks about him, but the movie doesn't show the chemistry there. They're like, no, you should be my partner. And then they're kind of ignoring each other in the room. And she's like, hey, you, you'll be his partner. And it's like, okay, but it doesn't. I don't know. It didn't feel very buddy-buddy to me mm-hmm. throughout it. Even though they were with each other, I didn't see the buddy-buddy part to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was literally for us. <laughs> I thought it was funny when he was just like Porco Rosso running around. <laughs> yeah. With that long um, Excuse scarf. me, miss. I'm a special officer. <laughs> long scarf. And, uh, I'm going to that now. When he goes up to the truck and lets their tire go out. I don't know. And John Candy, by the way, looks fantastic in drag. That was a fantastic. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. You're just like, God damn, dude. (laughs) I think he had done Divine on uh, SCTV. He had done Divine before. And that's exactly who influenced that right there. That's definitely influenced by Divine. If you don't know Divine, Google. Loved it. But... But, um, the two of them, like, I didn't see myself, or I wasn't really laughing too much at Eugene Levy that often. Yeah, I was more he, impressed with John Candy, and Eugene Levy just kind of fell flat for me. Okay, that, that's, uh, a fair, that's a fair assessment. I think, a script, I think the script has a lot to do with that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that's a fair assessment. Um, I was not a fan of the way Meg Ryan looked, but that was just her style back then, and I was not a fan her of Her little ramen hair, you didn't like that? No, and then when she yells, I've never noticed that. I don't like the way she sounds when she yells. Ooh, that might that might have we might have some trouble with when Harry met Sally, but we'll we'll, we'll cross. I've seen that. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But uh, but that one's fine. But this one, she was trying to be serious, and I just didn't see it. I was like, nah, you're not. <laughs> I did like when uh, when she's with all the recruits. She has some. She can pull those off. She can. She has a. She's a very charming actress, so I, I always yes. like. Yes, yeah, she's charming. Yeah. she has that. Mm-hmm. I can always pull. Um, uh, you, you can always pull. A, like even in a bad movie, she pulls a good performance out of it. So yeah. uh, she's a she's she's always solid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still liked her character. There's just in the beginning part, I was like, I, this isn't believable for me. But it's mm-hmm. fine. but I did you like? <laughs> did you said he was just like Porco Rosso. <laughs> He was. It was awesome. I mean, he's not at all. If you ever see Porco Rosso, but but it kind of still that old style. But it kind of it kind of reminded you of that. Um, You knew where I was like Lawrence from Lawrence Arabia. Yeah, with that. It's it's, it's such a wacky. I wish the whole movie was as good as that sequence at the end. I wish the whole movie was was that good. But there are some good little moments, you know, uh, here and there. Uh, okay, let's go on to Jake. Jake, what did you oh, think? Wait, about- wait, wait. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. But that guy, I was like, is he playing a bad guy again? And he did. Robert Loggia? I just saw him in Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, who's that? Yeah, he's always a dirtbag. Yeah. The guy that killed Eddie Murphy's buddy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's always a, yeah, he's the union guy, yeah. And the other guy's from Blade Runner. It's Brian yeah. James from Blade Runner. Yeah, that's right. I loved his little stud earring. <laughs> he's got a weird diamonds. He's got a weird toupee in this one. He's got a weird toupee, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that's great. That was it. Good, good, good eye, it. Jake. What did you think, man? Armed and dangerous. Uh, Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy on the eyes. It was, it was okay. 
It's definitely easy on the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was okay. Uh, the chemistry between John Candy and what's his face, Eugene know, Levy. Eugene Levy. Um, not wasn't feeling it. Didn't seem like there was a whole lot of chemistry between the two. That's that's really um, weird. But I, I have a, I have a theory, and we'll get to that. It felt forced, and Meg Ryan's character literally forced the two of them together <laughs> in the movie. So there's that too. Yeah, but yeah, he's okay. It's okay. A couple parts made me laugh. Yeah, but yeah, overall, it's just it's just okay. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's a fair assessment, Patrick. This movie is an ensemble of ridiculous character actors. Yes. Every single person in this movie is a ridiculous character actor. Um, I actually had fun with this movie. Like, I enjoyed it. It it made me laugh. It's not a great movie. I can definitely say that. Mm -hmm. It was fun and enjoyable. Yeah. I think my big issue really, and I agree, I think the relationship between John Candy and Eugene Levy was definitely a little forced, like it didn't seem natural. Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of that has to do with the character that Eugene Levy was playing, more so than anything else. Like, I think John Candy fit his role well. He was playing a really strong, good detective who was trying to do the right thing, and then Eugene Levy didn't really fit his character of, of it just, like, it didn't quite mesh with him. Um, makes sense, yeah. No. I think my big issue with the, the movie was just them trying to force the relationship between Eugene Levy and Meg Ryan. Like, it just, it, I would have more liked to have seen maybe her and John Candy instead of Eugene Levy, but... Okay. You know, just like that whole relationship was kind of forced. Like, she immediately picks this guy out of the crowd and is just like, hmm, I like this dude. It was just, it was a very strange kind of forced relationship that I didn't really dig. But um, it's all over the place. It's ridiculous. It was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I love the amount of character actors. I think that really it gives a lot of people opportunities to shine, and they each have like their moment. Like you get the guy who's digging through the the dump and like finding shoes and toothbrushes, and then you get uh, uh, Debo playing a security guard. Yeah, and, like, that's right. like it was ridiculous. <laughs> it's just it, it it's it's dumb funny. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not a great movie. When when you talk about like an ensemble cast, I'm going to tell John. I'm going to do a quick aside. Uh, I was on Disney Plus late the other night, and I couldn't sleep, and so I'll find something that I know is. I'll, I'll watch stuff that I know is terrible when I'm really tired, because then if I fall asleep, I don't feel bad. Or sometimes I just want to be like, you know what? I'd rather sleep than watch this. So I put on I put on I put on Disney's The Cat from Outer Space from 1978. <laughs> Which is what, which is which was a staple when I was in elementary school, like a rainy day movie. Yeah. We'd always watch a Disney movie, and we'd watch Gus about the the donkey that plays football, or we'd watch like the Apple Dumpling Gang. And I remember we watched the, the Cat from Outer Space, and I hadn't seen it since it was in since it was in um, uh, you, since like elementary school. So I just thought I'd watch it. Well, lo and behold, I posted a picture. There are here we go. This is for you, John. We have it was. Uh, McLean Stevenson and uh, and um, um, Harry Morgan are in it, and they actually share a scene together. And I was like, "Holy crap! This is post mash. Uh, it's Colonel Blake and Colonel Potter in the scene together. You got Ken Berry, you got Sandy Duncan, you got Roddy McDowell." And I just thought, "What a great cast!" You know, the movie's not good, but it was just fun to see that. It was fun to see that cast all all together. You know. So sometimes a good yeah. How about that? Uh, you got Colonel Potter and uh, Colonel Blake together. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, it's not a bad. Wow. It's not. And then uh, you know, Ken Ken Barry is the is the, uh, the the lead. And then one of the guys in the background is the um, he was also on F Troop. He was the bugler guy. I can't think of his name. The blonde guy. Uh, yeah. He was in a million. He yeah. was in a million TV shows. I can't think of his name right now. But you're just like, wow. Yeah. Disney used to pull these great casts, you know, like yeah. Disney, like those '70s Disney movies all had pretty good casts, from what I remember. So they must have paid very well, or just got you know actors who were kind of out of work, maybe. Oh, and also. Hans like uh, you know, they had they had Tim Conway and Don Knotts. I think under contract, they yeah. both did like about five movies for Disney. Yeah, you know, and uh, Joe Flynn. It was all these old sitcom guys, you know. Yeah, and it was like steady work. You know. Oh, you know who else is in it? But he's not funny. He's playing kind of a serious role. Is Hans Conried is in there with uh, 
he's like the lead scientist in the movie. So I was like, wow, this is oh, what a, great. So even if the movie's not great, sometimes a good cast will. It's fun yeah. to just watch watch a good cast. Um, so uh, good, that's a good observation. Uh, no one has quite hit on my theory yet, but we're getting close. I feel like John might be the one to get it. So let's go over to John. John, what did you think of Armed and Dangerous, sir? Well, I've seen worse comedies. Um, as a fact, this week I saw a worse comedy. But <laughs> that's um, – it's that's uh, you know, John Candy's uh, – it's just great to see John Candy no matter what – an hour and a half with John Candy, you can't go wrong, even if it's not a particularly good movie. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, not only was this originally uh, Harold Ramis scripted this and he said he tried like mad to get his name off the screenplay because by the time they did it, it just wasn't any good. He says, this is not a good movie. I wish I could have gotten my name off of the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was originally going to be John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. And then... Um, at one point, they were trying to make it a John Candy and Tom Hanks movie. Oh, that and would have been interesting. When, oh, I when, Tom, Hanks, when Tom Hanks dropped out, uh, John Candy, uh, he said, oh, you want to try Eugene Levy? He's really funny. Um, why don't we try? so good. So, um, you, know, you know, Eugene Levy's a funny guy, but, um, you know, the, the chemistry's not there. It's probably not the right part for him, you know? Um, when he turns up as a featured player... In a comedy, oh um, sure, he's usually great, but but trying to make him a lead in this, and uh, you know, you've seen him in all those SCTV sketches. I mean, these guys are both better than this material. That's the problem. of course, both of course, so funny and so talented. And this is just sort of broad. This is almost like a Three Stooges thing. Yeah, it's a yeah, lot yeah. of just you know crazy broad slapstick, and uh, you never really buy. You never really buy it as a buddy comedy. It's too bad. It just uh, you know, it just doesn't quite work but mm-hmm. an hour and a half of john candy you just can't go wrong you know yeah you know and that's what's funny john i have a lot of movies like that if in the 80s that i grew up watching you know when i worked at the video store at 15 16 and this is one of them this is kind of a comfort movie to me because i would watch it and it didn't require a lot of brain power and when you're 15 or 16 no. and it's good you know you you it's funny enough when you're like a teenager that you kind of have a a soft spot for it and oh, yeah. uh but yeah. again yeah for me uh, the the reason this doesn't work for me, and I don't know if you guys, I didn't buy you as good as John Candy is. I would have liked to have seen a John Candy more like we saw him in Stripes, a little more hapless. I felt like the yeah. fact that he was so, uh, the fact that he was so good at what he did, kind of uh, kind of undermined the whole comedy of it for me. Yeah, uh, I can see that. You know, he was too competent. To make it really work, I think if he, if he would have been a little bit more bumbling, but I'm glad they kind of took that risk with John Candy and made him a strong lead because he's not a traditional lead guy, but he he did yeah. well with what he did. I just think it would have worked better if he would have been a little bit more. It would have fit the the the, the, the style of comedy better if he were a little bit more bumbling and a little less yeah. competent. Yeah. You know, I agree. You're but, right. I think, it, under, I I think like- it undermines it. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to see him playing that character all the time, though. Yeah, he uh, is will, strong enough to be a lead. Like I, I will say this too: like it, even for it being an hour and a half, it didn't feel like it. It went pretty quick. Yeah, it, it's, it's it doesn't. It really feels it like an drag. extended, like an extended pilot for a TV show that never got sold. Really, more than a movie. Yeah. It really feels more like yeah. that. But uh, uh, yeah, again, you know, when you. Uh, when you see him in something like Uncle Buck, you realize what he can do, or like planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes, you realize he, he's better than just a dopey, you know, comedy like that. Mm-hmm. He can do just about anything, you know. Yeah, um, it just should have been a better. It could. It should have been a better script. And I think even Harold Ramis. That's why he wanted his name off of it. He said, "This is not. This was not great. This should have been tightened up. It could have been better." But think it. You know, there were two casts that they didn't get. This is almost like. They were on their third try at trying to get it going. Yeah, um, he said it was a dead. He said it was a dead project. It was in the dead letter file. And Brian Grazer is the one that said, "Wait a minute, can we get this thing going? Would you be okay with us digging this script out of the drawer and using it if we could get a couple guys to do it?" And, oh, uh, that's that was the idea was to get John Candy and Tom Hanks. I guess this must have been after Splash, then, huh? Splash and Volunteers, yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, and uh, when they couldn't get Tom Hanks, that's you know th- that would have been a whole different movie if they'd gotten Tom Hanks. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I you know, Tom Hanks would that would have been a really good combo together, and I think that yeah. would have been a lot of fun. I would that I could believe. Well, because Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are always together. <laughs> yeah. Are they? Yeah. I mean, just this as is... John Candy's sidekick, like I think that would fit. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been interesting um, to have John Candy as the lead and Tom Hanks as the sidekick. That would have been really interesting, too. Yeah. Like, the fact that he would have been playing a sidekick. He wouldn't have been the main role. Like, I think that would have worked really well. Well, we're not going to get to yeah. it, but but a, a movie where where John Candy, or I'm sorry, where Tom Hanks does a really good job as a sidekick is Dragnet. Uh, I don't know how you feel about the, yeah. the remake of Dragnet, John, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that was funny. We're not going to get to it on the show, but if you ever want to check out a great comedy from the '80s, it's Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks, and Tom, Han- Tom Hanks is definitely the sidekick. Uh, he's also the comedy relief, so it's, it, it kind of works. It works really, really and well. That, that works because Dan, Dan Aykroyd nails the Jack Webb impression, so it, that's why that works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just nails it. You know. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for our next movie. Oh no, we didn't rank uh, Armed and Dangerous. We got to rank it. Nope, almost forgot. Okay, do. Justine? I give it a six. Patrick? Six. Jake? Six. John? Uh, I give it a three. Damn. <laughs> Dang, John, that hurts. I'm going to give it a five. Damn. But we did get the devil's area code in there. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's not one of my favorites, but again, I just have good memories of watching it. Like when there's nothing else on, and it was it was on, you'd be like, oh, "Okay, I'll watch this." It's it's one of those like you know, it's a time filler. It's a good time filler, right? Yeah, no, you, know. you, you called it. It's like it's like one of those Disney films. You you called it sitting through the Apple Dumpling Gang or something. Yeah, so. you're like, hey, you know what? There's nothing better on. It's it's you know it's a it's a Sunday afternoon. There's nothing on TV. But I'll, I'll yeah. you know, this this will be a way to kill an hour and a half, and then you know, you get a yeah, few laughs yeah. out of it, and there you go. And again, like you said, John, it's it's never a time with with uh, John Candy is never wasted. I mean, he did a string of these. That's yeah. right. He did a string of Summer Rental, yeah. The Great Outdoors. There's all kinds of movies he did in the '80s that weren't great, but he he's always funny. Yeah, he's always and good. You get a lot of good, and also you get a lot of goodwill. You just like the guy, so he he brings a lot of goodwill to any project. John, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you yeah. I'm gonna blow you away. Are you ready? He's the Jackie Chan. Yeah. He's the Jackie Chan of comedy. You know what I mean? Uh, where, yeah. He's the Whoa. he's the Jack. Wow! I don't rank John Candy movies the way I rank other movies, just because it's like it's it's like hey, it's John yeah. Candy. You know, I make exceptions yeah. for certain for certain people. All right, let's move on. We're moving yeah. on now. We're going north of the border, the Great White North. In fact, we're going to watch a little movie called Strange Brew: Colon The Adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie. Patrick, what do you have for us? <laughs> Uh, actually, you had that backwards. It's the Adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie: Colon Strange Fruit. Oh, is that true? Uh, Those Canadians do everything true. backwards. That's right. This 1983 film was an hour and 30 minutes PG rating. Mm-hmm. Got a 6.7 on IMDb, 74 percent on Rotten Tomato. Released August 19th, 1983, with a budget of four million. It doubled its money at the box office with 8.5 million. Starring Rick Moranis, Dave Thomas. Max von Snydow, Paul and Lynn Griffin. And the dad from 16 Candles. That's right. Also, did any of you recognize, I forgot the hockey player's name. Uh, uh, Angus. Uh, Angus McKinnis, McKinnis. But, I, but I can't remember his name in, in the movie. Um, uh, Jean LaRose. Yes. Uh, did anyone recognize him from a huge movie? Uh, he looks familiar, but I couldn't figure out where he was from. He is gold leader in Star Wars. Red, <laughs> yeah. Red leader. This no is gold leader. That's Don't him. Say. That is him. No fucking way. Yep. Get out of wow. town. There you go. He's been he's been in a bunch he's of He's been stuff. in a bunch of stuff. He's a he's a really solid character actor. And James he was Red, Superman two, mm-hmm. Mario's favorite movie, Hellboy, uh <laughs> Star Wars A New Hope, The Witness. God, he's been in a lot. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Uh, Angus McInnes. Uh, yeah, he is gold leader. That's how he says it. Um, but let's talk about Strange Rue. So Bob and Doug McKenzie were characters on the SCTV show, which we already talked about, well, with featured uh, you know all Eugene Levy, John Candy, Dave Thomas, Rick Moranis. Um, 
uh, Martin Short was on that show for a while. Uh, 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 our friend Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, Catherine O'Hara from Schitt's Creek with Eugene Levy and uh, Andrea Martin. Um, and these were the breakout characters from that show. And so uh, they, they got their own movie. They got their, they had a, they had a couple of albums and they got their own movie. So uh, they would do. So the whole joke was SCTV, in order to be funded by Canadian television, had to have something like 5%. Uh, 5% of the content on the show had to be purely Canadian. It had to be Canadian actors. So they took it a step further and just did these two kind of Canadian stereotype guys. And they would be on the show for what? Those segments were maybe what, like five minutes long, John? And they would do like yeah. oh, they, five minutes of them just yeah. drinking beer and eating back bacon and <laughs> yeah. making hockey references. Yeah, that was it. And they actually did the mouse and the beer on the show. I remember uh, they did that little yeah. thing. So uh, they would all. So SCTV was a takeoff. It was basically it was kind of like a Saturday Night Live, except it all took place at a TV station called SCTV. And it was um, they would. Uh, so it would be like one programming day. So you would get all these, you'd get like a news, you get all these movie spoofs and all commercials and all kinds of stuff. And there were recurring characters that worked at the station and Bob and Doug McKenzie were on every show. So they would only be on the, uh, and it was called the Great White North. And it would go, I can't do it super high pitch like Dave Thomas, but that was the origins of uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. And so they got their own movie in 1983. And that's what we're going to talk about. You know when they did that album, uh, Getty Lee did that uh, song take off on the album. <laughs> and uh, do you remember that? <laughs> no. There was a song on that album called Take Off, and it was Getty Lee singing it. He's all, take off! And they're all, oh, no, don't say it. He's all, take off! <laughs> that, and, is- uh, that, that album sold a million copies, which is why they said, well, okay, you've got to make a movie. That's a lot of, that's a lot of albums. Now you got to make a movie, you know. So, John, do you remember when they were at their height of uh, of popularity? Uh, what the show, the TV show? Well, the, well, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Do you remember the height of? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When that album came out, everybody picked up that album, and then they even did that Christmas single. That uh, <laughs> you know, the Twelve Days of Christmas. That's right. You know where he goes on the twelfth day of Christmas. My true love gave to me a beer <laughs> in a tree. You know, and. Uh, so that you know that sold too. It was like a Christmas single by Bob and Doug McKenzie. So sure, yeah, everybody had that album. It was hilarious, beautiful. And then they got rewarded with their own. And you surprisingly never saw this, John. Why is that? Uh, I don't know, but I think it was a good move. John, I don't like this. I don't like where this is going. I don't like where this is going. I want nothing but I want nothing but undying you love. You all are hosers, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my! Oh my! Oh my word! All right, let's start with we'll start with Justine again. She's been she's our good luck charm. Justine, what did you think of uh, Strange Brew: The Adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie? Or reverse that? Uh, I'm sorry. Watching it, watching it, felt like I was watching Wayne's World, mm-hmm. and made me think Wayne's World came from this. Yeah, and then um, and then I like I was telling Patrick like. I think I'm missing things that happen in the show that I don't know about now. No. Like, things aren't crossing over for me because I don't care for some of the things they keep saying because it just doesn't... No, it was just the first five minutes. If you saw the first five minutes of the movie, that's all this sketch was. That's That's all it was, yeah. Yeah, they they set it up for you. Yeah, because it just felt like... Like I was missing something from this movie. Like I just there's this missing parts to it that I just didn't really quite get. Um, yeah, the laugh or what's missing. <laughs> John, you just watched. A, John, you just watched a Canadian version of Hamlet. Are you saying it's not good enough for you? Is that what you're I, telling isn't me? Crazy. That's that's really nuts. Huh? <laughs> um, yeah, you're not. You're not wrong. I could totally do a whole. I like their whole skit of just being at home the whole time. Like, that was fun. Um, they could have done that the whole time, and I would have been okay with it. Uh, I thought the girl was really cute and pretty. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> it was hilarious when they're underwater. Well, first I was like, why is the guy going to die? Why can't he just swim up? <laughs> like, he pushed her up. He makes out with her, then pushes her up. I'm like, I don't get it. You can swim too, and then later on they're just down there, 
in the van he brings out bring out the uh, what do they bring out um he shows his id <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that part was like okay. <laughs> Patrick's, Patrick's losing his shit. I love it. Um, uh, I did a great really, scene. Some parts like we're good, and then other parts I was like, oh, okay. But I was more intrigued with this than I was with the other movie. Okay. Like uh, when they all pretty much lost their memory, I was like, oh shit. And I told Patrick, I'm like, I was like, Patrick, where's that guy that saves her? Where's that guy? And he showed up like a second after I said that. I'm like, that's the guy. He's going to do it. He is going to do it. And he put work in and everyone remembered. And, that's it. Yeah, it good. Um, but I still felt like there was something missing that didn't make me enjoy it as much. Okay. It's just something that I'm not understanding. Like John said, the laughs maybe, but... That's very that's very harsh criticism coming from John. I'm I'm hurt, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Patrick, what did you think? <laughs> um, probably one of the greatest actors for a villain of all time, Bax von Sydow. Yes, Sydow. I love him. His work is amazing, and I think he's a wonderful actor. So it was really great. Like. I've only ever really seen him in like these prestigious roles where he's playing like this old mentor or something like yeah. that. So it was fun to see him as like the evil guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides, you know, uh, the emperor from Flashboard. Um, yeah. He, uh, this movie is ridiculous and it's all over the place, and it has funny moments. But as a cohesive story, it's a piece of trash. Yes, of course. Yeah. It is quite literally a garbage fire. However. There's some pretty garbage in this. That mm-hmm. underwater scene by far had me dying laughing because I was like, oh shit, maybe they're just in the back of the van and the van's sealed. No, the windows are down. <laughs> passing a beer bottle. Around. They have the beer bottles like up on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> dying, dude. That moment was so, so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just like, like the two of them together are really funny. And, like, it makes me want to go back and watch the SCTV sketches with them because I think that the two of them as a pair just talking the shit is probably hilarious. But them going off on some wild, crazy adventure didn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Justine. I think that Wayne's World did it better. Um, but you definitely see where they got it from. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It definitely yeah. has its roots here. Very, very similar. And you get Paul Dooley, too. So, like, what's not to like? Of course. Yeah. And you get to see Toronto. I fun with it. It's... Yeah, I had fun with it. It's not a great movie. Um, the ending is really dumb, where they paint the dog with a skunk stripe, and then he flies through the air. It's just like, oh, okay. It's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I, love, I love that that whole thing is, don't, you shouldn't go in there. There's a really big skunk in there. Like, yeah. That's enough to get like, people to leave. Oh, so dumb. But it makes- like if, if, if I, the, the movie could have ended a little bit differently. Like I don't think you needed all of that. To the point of like, hey, they stopped him. He peed out the fire. That's solid. Yeah, yeah. Like I would, I would have finished it there. Yep. Okay. That's fa- that's a fair assessment. You think they went Lord yeah. of the Rings one one ending too many? Yeah, yeah. I think that it was a little excessive. Uh, I think they could have finished it off with them peeing out the fire and then them getting the beer truck that's all doped up, and they're just like. Oh, we'll take it. Yeah, I like that they didn't show him pee out the fire. That you just know what happened. Yeah, you just see him standing there. Um, so I mean, yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous, but it's fun. I love it. All right, uh, John, let's talk about it. You seem to have had a hard time with this movie. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll keep this short and sweet. Um, I love <laughs> these two actors. I love these two actors, and I love these two characters. I just don't think you can you can't make them interesting past five minutes. Those yeah. sketches were brilliant, but five minutes is all you all you need. Sure, <laughs> and you can't pull, you can't construct an hour and a half around these two characters, uh, or maybe you can. They did it with Wayne's World, but they they with these this this movie did not do it. You know, and uh, I wanted to like it. I was really giving it every chance, but I, it did. I don't think it got one laugh out of me. I just thought, John, oh, you didn't like just, just falling flat right and left, and. Um, when Justine says there's something missing, what's missing is you know plot and you know storyline yeah. and you know uh, dialogue, <laughs> just anything that could make it a real movie. You know? I mean, that's I think too. That's why Wayne's World really works is because they have a cohesive story they're following the whole time. And while they it have just kind of like bits, it's all tied to the story. 
And it's written, it's just written better. It's just, they're having more fun with it. This one just feels like there's all this time passes and there's nothing really going on. And it's too bad because I think they're both really funny. I think that, you know, uh, and the sketches were so funny, but I just don't think it was a bad idea on, you know, from the beginning to turn that sketch, that five minute sketch into an hour and a half movie. I just think bad idea. Maybe we should have done um, them as like secondary characters in another movie. Maybe is what you say. Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. or maybe it just should have been a stronger script. I, I don't yeah. I don't remember who wrote it, but I think with Wayne's World it was just a sharper script, and I think Mike Myers was probably in on the writing. I mean, we're talking and, Hamlet uh, here, guys. We're talking Hamlet. All right, so well worn story. <laughs> you know, Mario, I just read that like yesterday that this was roughly sort of like an, an adaptation of Hamlet, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought. Oh, that's why they got Max von Sydow. <laughs> um, Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas wrote this. Yeah. Okay. Well, Along with, they're both very. Uh, Steve, they're both. De Jeanette. I don't know who that is. All I know is I'm intrigued well, by the both, idea uh, of a Canadian beer store. Did you guys see how that worked? It was like a service oh, yeah, merchandise. Oh yeah. yeah. That's sure. like pretty, yeah. that was pre-COVID. That's exactly what we're following. Now. I love it. <laughs> well, let's get to. Let's get to Jake. I, I saved Jake for last because I wanted to minimize the Canadian accents we would all hear. So, Jake, let's talk <laughs> about it. Give us your give us your opinion of Strange Bruiser. It was good. <laughs> hey, that's He's my offended line. by the accent joke. It was, it was good, eh? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> uh, you, you know, yeah. Like, I thought the same thing immediately as Justine and everyone that yeah, Wayne's World did it better. This, I felt like I, I wasn't. I, like, I stopped paying attention for a second, and then I look. I look back. I'm like, wait, did I miss something? Because they kind of it jumps around all over the place. Mm-hmm. I look away for a second. He's stuck in a vat, uh, or empty vat for beer, and then I turn away for a second, and he drank the whole thing. I'm assuming. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah like there's I, just a lot of moments like that where it's like, wait, how did we how did we get from here to here? This is definitely the type of movie where you could walk away and come back and still know nothing what's going on and <laughs> not have a problem with it. And you're fine, yeah, you yeah. can just pick up and keep going. You're like, you're oh, like okay, where well, this is where we're at now. <laughs> this is it. I have no it's idea like, what happened. Yeah, it's like if you if you stop paying attention for a second, it's like you're watching another little skit, another skit from the show. Yes, yeah. it's very very a lot a lot of little a lot of little sketches uh, sprinkled in, which in, I kind of think works. Like if you separate it out like that, where you're just kind of like walking in and walking out, it kind of works. But you guys loved Bob and Doug themselves, right? That. You guys did love those yes, characters. Yes, their characters themselves were ridiculous. You never get tired of it. You you never get t- I don't get tired of it. Uh, I wish no. the movie was... I only liked them, them when they were at home. Like I thought it was hilarious when they started steamrolling. I just thought that was so funny. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an adult. I still goof around with my sister like that. Yeah. Like, it's still stupid. I like, love it. I still take things serious. I love it they had the little brother-big brother relationship. And like, yeah, yeah. they freaking walked in on their parents and it's them in <laughs> makeup. Just like, God damn it. <laughs> damn it. That, was, uh, that was Mel Blank. Uh, you weren't kidding, Mario. That was Mel Blank doing his dad's voice. I told you. I wouldn't lie to you. Yeah. I, no, I reckon. I know I recognize that voice. I'm like, who is that? There's Bugs Bunny. That is Yosemite Sam. Yeah, Yosemite Sam. I knew it. Everybody. I knew it. I'm like, he's from a cartoon. I don't know where, but I know it. Where's my That's beer? Where's the Bugs Bunny? I love it. Where's my beer? Uh, those beer, Canadian beer stores, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. It's real beautiful. Uh, yeah. I, I, I will get more beer. I saw this movie probably when I was like 13 or 14 and it just made me laugh because I always liked Bob and Doug McKenzie. I always like I grew up watching SCTV. So uh, this was a this was a this was a shoe in for me. So, you know, and, yeah. and uh, it's a movie, again, not great, but hit me at a time in my life where I, I will watch it just because it's on. And it's like, hey, yeah. it's Bob and Doug McKenzie. And I just yeah, I can say somebody horked our clothes. And, uh, you know. <laughs> You know, you, you hear all these, and you just, I love watching movies in Canada because it fascinates me. It's like an alternate universe. It's like a Star Trek where we go to an alternate universe and the police cars are yellow. It's like, whoa, this is so. You want to watch, you want to watch a show about Canadians, watch Letter Kenny. It is fucking hilarious. What is it? What's it called? Letter Kenny. 
Right. It's a comedy show, but they're Canadians. They're Canadian farmers, and it's just freaking ridiculous. I love mm. shit. I love Shit's Creek. That was great. That was great. Canadian, some Canadian. Guys. Like Canadians, I find Canadians hilarious. <laughs> Kids in the hall. Kids in the hall were Canadian. Fantastic. Or, um, freaking Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> oh Jesus! I never watched Trailer. Park I can't. Boys. I can't with just either of those. Shows. I can't. I can't. Uh, well, SCTV, I think the entire run of SCTV is now available in a box set. You can get the entire, like, six-year run. We got to get it. We can just steal it from the internet. There you go. I love it. If, if it's yeah. all on the internet. Let's rank it, guys. Oh, so definitely. Hmm? Justine? Oh, four. Oh, four for Strange Brew, less than Casablanca. Uh, Patrick? <laughs> I mean, it should be, right? <laughs> I'm on the same page with Justine. It's a four. It's a four. Wow, you guys like this less than Armed and Dangerous. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, actually, because Armed and Dangerous at least had a plot. Jake, Armed, Armed and Dangerous felt more like a movie. Okay, yeah. that's a, that's a fair assessment, Jake. Oh, sure, I agree. I give this a four. Four, four, yeah. Uh, oh, four A, yeah. We're doing four uh, A. Uh, John Sandy. I hate to do this. I give it a one. Wow. Um, wow, John. Wow. When this was when this was when this was over, I was going I was going, wow, this makes Howard the Duck look like Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Howard the, Duck is, Howard the Duck is still trash. You Con- gave Howard the Duck a one. So that's the same. Ah. Okay. Context. Well, I, I guess this is better this, than Howard the Duck, for sure. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to he tell. He also gave Zardoz, <laughs> he gave Zardoz and Star Trek the same one. Yeah. What about Moon the Ranger scenes? One. What about the scenes where he was the only person after the after World War Four, and he was like, <laughs> "That was <laughs> yeah, that know. was great." That part. Was <laughs> great. I, you know, I would have I wanted to like this, and I think I would have rather just sat through all the the sketches. There's probably like twenty. Bob and Doug sketches. I would have preferred to just sit through those, you know? Yeah, I love you it. You know what, John? At least you tried. Like, I mean, more probably. I did. I love it. Yeah. I wanted to like it. You know, it's a great poster. My God, look at the artwork on the poster. That is, yeah. uh, they did a beautiful painting of the two of them. And uh, they got the mouse in the beer bottle and they got Max Oncito at the top, the bad guy. Beautiful poster. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to have to give this one a five as well. I'm going to give this one a five. Five. You as well as who? Yeah, no one gave us high. You have the highest score. Of course, I love this movie. <laughs> Mario mentally changed our love score to five. I, lo- I love this movie. I loved it. So everyone else everyone agrees with five. me. Fives, okay. <laughs> five is good. It's funny. I love it. Mm-hmm. John, are you okay? Don't worry, John, because next week coming up. What's up coming up next week, Justine? Star Trek, The Voyage Home, Heartbreak oh. Ridge. There we go, John. Yay. How about that? Yay. John's going to like exactly one of those movies. I believe Heartbreak Ridge. Is that for a double feature? I believe Heart- I think Justine is in for a treat. I think Justine's in for a real treat. I think she's in for two for treats. Star Trek? Uh, no, for, Howard, for Heartbreak oh, Ridge. Oh, yeah. Heartbreak Ridge. Fucking wow. whales in space. That's, that's Connie Swift. Stop saying that. Oh, it's Clint Eastwood? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, Heartbreak Ridge uh, next week, and we're going to talk about uh, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for next week. Um, we're, we'll, get, we'll get together and do it again. Uh, so we, 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 <laughs> we bid adieu to our friends uh, north of the border, but we'll, we'll see them again, or some of them anyway. Uh, <clears throat> so next week, guys, get ready. We're gonna we're gonna have some excitement with uh, Star Trek Four. We are gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a little time travel, and then we're gonna do a little uh, we're gonna do some. Heart, my favorite Clint Eastwood performance actually, Heartbreak Ridge, will be uh, wow wow wow. Even well, over like all of the dollar trilogy. Are you guys overhyping it? Is this being overhyped right now? No, not at all. Absolutely. No. You are you are gonna no. you, you are gonna be you are gonna be absolutely surprised by this movie. I'm, I guarantee it. Yeah. Did you just say better than Paint Your Wagon? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Nothing is better than okay, Paint Your Wagon. Nothing. In the meadow. I love it. You guys I are... gave my love a flower. <laughs> <laughs> I gave my love a chicken that had no I bone. 
Guys, it's been a pleasure. Please stay healthy this week, all right? And uh, we'll, we'll watch those movies, and we'll get back to you next week. It's always a pleasure. Happy birthday again, Patrick. Um, Thank you. Uh, everybody stay healthy and take care of yourselves until we meet again next week. We will say, fight the power. This transmission ends now.